I remember a, a, a five-year-old that got baptized and came up out of the water, and the pastor asked him, how do you feel? And he goes, this is what I've been looking for all my life. <laughs> five years old. I mean, what are the massive sins you've committed at five years old? But still, there is something that you will feel. There's something that has changed. And just so many beautiful stories. But let's go to Acts. It's on my T-shirt today. Acts chapter 22, verse 16. If you join us there. Scripture actually uses these words, the rise up words that we're using. I have a brand new Bible that I'm using and I'm really enjoying it. But it has everything in different places. So where I expect things are not where they're at. Bible says, and why tarriest thou, or why wait? Arise. Everybody say, rise up and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Thank you, Jesus, for a powerful reset in our life. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Does anybody know what name that's talking about? Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word in this Baptism Sunday. Thank you for those that are going to celebrate and that are going to put on Jesus Christ today in the waters of baptism. We thank you for your precious word and the understanding you give us of how to approach you through baptism. Touch every heart in this place, every visitor. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. A friend of mine was pastoring, and <clears throat> he baptized a young man that came in to the church and he was sitting in the back pew and as many people do they try to stay as far from the pulpit as possible so they sit in the back pews and a friend of mine actually was having a church that he was starting in a school and he decided he was going to throw everybody off so he took the pulpit it was one of those pulpits you could move not as heavy as this but you know maybe a little bit lighter like something like that and after everybody gathered in, like the, there was pockets like this in the open pews. And so he picked up the pulpit and he walked to the back of the church, turned it around, and he started preaching. He's like, see, now you're all in the front row that wanted to be in the back row. That next Sunday, everybody kind of moved forward, so he wouldn't do that again. But in that same service, there was a young man that came in the back and he looked a little rough, had been through some difficulties in life, and he didn't know it. The pastor didn't know it, but he was dealing with a drug addiction. He had been heavily addicted to drugs. I believe it was heroin at the time, but um, I'm not sure the exact drug. But it's one of those drugs that when you try it once, you're hooked for life. It's not the things you mess with. And unfortunately, he had kind of gone down that road with some marijuana and some other things. It kind of went through some gateway drugs that got him that got him to that. And he was in the back row, and um, it was one of those things where you have to go through therapy to get out of it. You have to get treatment and. I'm not saying that that's not the correct path. I'm just saying for this young man, it was different. Because that day the pastor was preaching about water baptism in Jesus' name. And that it can wash away every bit of your past, everything you've done in the past that is on your record is washed clean when you go down in baptism. And it puts the blood that was sacrificed on the cross of Jesus over your 
book over your life. And now you don't have to be judged when you get before God according to your life and what you have done, but you're judged according to Jesus' life and what he's done. That's what it means to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. It's not just that there's this book that's called the Lamb's book of life. It's that whenever you're written in that name, your name written in that book, you now have the Lamb's life over you. You have this, this shed blood of Jesus Christ put on your life through baptism. And so he was preaching all of these things and talking about all the people in Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19. They got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they called as they were putting them down in the water, submerged in water. That's what baptism means. They would call or invoke over them the name, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus. And when he did that, sins were washed away. And he's, he's just sitting in the back row going, is this really possible? Is it possible that everything I cheated, the TV that I stole out of my parents' house to buy more drugs, the car that I hijacked and, and found money in the glove box just so I could get a fix, is it possible to really wash all those things I've done away? And the preacher was saying, it absolutely is possible. There's power for a reset in your life every single time you look back to your baptism. And if you've never been baptized, you need it today. You need an anchor in your soul that says, I am forgiven, set free, redeemed, and washed and remitted. There is not a record in heaven that's going to surprise me when I stand before God. Because if anything ever comes up, I just say, that's under the blood. That's under the blood. I went to the baptism in Jesus' name, and I put the blood on my life. If the devil ever brings it up, you can just go, devil, you don't need to talk to me about my past. Just talk to me about the life of Jesus, because that's what it's on my life. It's his life. And so I just want you to know if the devil reminds you of your past, just, you know, remind him of his future. Just tell him about the fact that he was the biggest loser. He couldn't tell the truth. Standing on the Bible looking at Jesus. Couldn't give a hill of frostbitten frozen Kentucky beans what the devil means or says to me. He was in the presence of God and he blew it. Don't let that guy push you around or tell you you're not worthy or you should be less than. You are a child of the most high God. You are one who he died for. He had you on his mind when he died on that cross. Amen. Because he's all-knowing. He knew you better than you can know yourself. And he knew you'd be here today. And he knew a preacher would tell this story. And so the man in the back row got up and he said, I, I, I want that. I don't want all the stuff I've been stuck in. I don't want the lies and the cheating and the fake and all the stuff that I have to constantly look over my shoulder to make sure someone's not coming after me because I owe them money for the drugs I've already used. I want everything that you are talking about from this book, preacher. And he came down and he got baptized and he went down in the lovely name of Jesus. And when he went down, all of what he was went with it. And when he came up, all of what Jesus was came up with him. And he was forever changed. And he was just like, he was just like, man, it feels so good to be baptized in the name of, I've never felt anything like this. And he went about his day. He went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. And finally he called the preacher and he goes, what did you do to me? He goes, I haven't had any desires for any drugs. He goes, and I, I don't know if you know this, but I was so nervous about getting baptized that I stepped out and took a hit before I got in the tank. 
He goes, and when I came up out of the water, I went in buzzing. I went in high. And when I came up out of that water, there was nothing in the water. It was the name of Jesus that changed him. And he said, preacher, how did you know that was going to happen? I went down in the water of Jesus' name believing, but I was still stuck on my drugs. It felt like I needed because I was so nervous about the baptism. But when I came out of the water, I came out sober. I came out clean. And he has never touched drugs again the rest of his life. I know some people need help, but there is a power in the name of Jesus if we put our faith in that that changes us. He stopped stealing. He stopped cheating. Became a good man. Want to do right things. And it's all through the power of the name of Jesus and water baptism. That's why Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in Acts 2.38 for the remission of sins. That's why the apostles obeyed Matthew 28, 19, when they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Because they knew where the power lied. The whole reason why you get baptized is because he died on the cross for you. I, I just, I have people that tell me, Pastor, yeah, but what about the man on the cross? That he, he, was, he was asking the Lord to, to remember him, and he never got baptized. I, I do know that. But you have to understand dispensations are at, are at work in the scriptures. And when we get in the book of Acts, that's where the church was born. And before that, they were under the law. The Holy Spirit had not been given. So when Jesus was on the cross with that man, he could say, today you'll be with me in paradise. Because that man was still under the law. And the only thing that had to happen was a lamb sacrifice for that man's sins for him to go to paradise. He had to obey the law. So the only thing that needed to take place is Jesus had to die first as his lamb for him to get to paradise that day. He did not have to be baptized. But now that the church has been born and they were commanded to be baptized, to walk through repentance and water baptism in Jesus' name and in filling of the Holy Spirit, speaking with tongues, as the Bible says it, you can read it. It's all through Acts. They talk about it. They were speaking with tongues as the Spirit gives them utter. That's not scary. That's spirit infilling. That's God's power in us. You're going to go seek power somewhere. You want power over different things. You want power in your life. You want power to win. God gave you the power through his spirit and that's evidence in the scripture but you have to understand that when he said today you'll be with me in paradise he wasn't diminishing the need for baptism in the new testament church he was just saying i'll be your spotless lamb on this day and when the soldiers came you can read it in, in the book of john when the soldiers came the gruesome death of crucifixion where they would nail his hands to the cross and then they would nail the feet to the cross where the legs were at a 45 degree angle because the only way for them to breathe was to pull them themselves up and take in breath because when they slid when they slid down on the cross not only did it splinter their back but it also allowed their lungs to not be able to take in air because they were filling up with fluid it is a gruesome death brothers and sisters it is so hard to look at that whenever i see that he took my cross i recognize that nobody would have died for me amen nobody here has died for you but jesus has and that's what i want you to know that's why we put his name on us when we go down in baptism because nobody like Jesus would be able to save you like Jesus could. Because he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. All we have to do is look in scripture and see if that spotless lamb died for him first. And when the Roman soldiers came to break their legs, which they would do, so that it was an act of mercy. So they couldn't pull themselves up and live longer. They would die quicker. So they went to the first and broke, and they went to the second, and they went to Jesus, and they realized 
He's already gone. And so they put a spear in his side and blood and water flowed. And I told you a week ago in Spirit Life that I don't know whose side you're on. I don't know what religion you came from, but I want to be on the Lord's side. When blood and water flowed, that's blood covering us from the cross. Amen. That's the blood applied. And that spirit is that water. It represents new birth, brothers and sisters. So I'm telling you today that baptism is the right thing for you. It's the right thing for the church still today. It's the right thing to go down in Jesus' name. And it moves us toward resurrection. If we were buried or we were baptized in any other name, we would be baptized into the name of someone who didn't get up out of the grave. That would be miserable. Paul talks about it. He said, if Jesus didn't rise again, we'd be men that should be pitied. We would be, of all men, miserable. But because we are buried with Christ, we're not talking, we're not celebrating just the death or just the putting away of the old things. These are things that are likened to something else. All through Scripture, there's examples of baptism being likened to things. Whenever the people of Israel came out of Egypt and Pharaoh got on his happy horse and decided he was going to chase them down because his workforce that builds pyramids left, he can't build no more pyramids, poor Pharaoh. (laughs) All of those things that he liked to do is not going to get done now. So he chased down his workforce and he stopped at the Red Sea and God made a highway in the river. We sing about it. He made seas into highways. You were singing about it. You didn't even know it. He says he makes seas into highways. What's that talking about? It's talking about where God stood the waters up and dried the land so about a million or so people could walk across, leaving Egypt, their slavery, amen? Everything they were bound to is on the other side of the Red Sea, and he's parted those waters and made a way through in Jesus Christ, amen? It's all symbolic from the Old Testament into Jesus Christ. It's beautiful the way we see it because then we understand that Pharaoh thought if they can go through it, I can go through it, and he ordered all of his chariots to follow, and when he entered the Red Sea, he broke the model because what happened is... On this side of the Red Sea, before they went in, was their slavery and their bondage and everything they were. But they were leaving that through the waters of baptism. Amen? They were leaving through the river that had been uh, stood on its side. But when Pharaoh came in, he represented their bondage and their slavery following them through baptism. And if Pharaoh had crossed the other side and come out the Red Sea, Moses would have had to walk up and shake his hand and call him brother because it would have broke the model of the Old Testament and New Testament of Jesus Christ. But when the waters closed, it was saying to the people of Israel, everything you were, everything you did before now is gone. It's washed away. And that's the same with baptism. Everything you were, every bondage you go into that tank with comes off of you, amen? Every sin does not stand against the name of Jesus. You cannot take it through the river of baptism. It will not work. It is where it has to be buried. And so break out the tambourines and celebrate. So they did. They got excited because the horse and the rider was cast into the sea. Their enemy, their past, their slavery, gone. Same things happen when you get baptized. Your past, any slavery, any chains on your life, any brokenness, any generational curses, 
break off of you immediately at the name of Jesus. And it teaches us, when we go into baptism in the name of Jesus, it teaches us the power of that name. So when you have a moment where you need Jesus, you say, if his name is powerful enough to wash away my sins and to take everything I've ever done and make me right with God, then truly this name can work to heal my body right now. Truly this name can work to save my loved one. Truly this name can help me in my job situation where I just don't even know which is the best option. I just put the name on it. And if you start putting the name of Jesus on everything, God will remove the things that he doesn't want his name on. If you just get up in the morning and say, Jesus, I put you on this day. Jesus, I put you on my life. Jesus, I put you on this drive to work. Amen. He puts his protection on it keeps you. Amen, somebody. Because he carried your cross, you can carry his victory. Would you stand with me as we go to baptism today? Oh, I had so many scriptures that I should hit. Victory in the name. Acts, 2, Acts 22 and 16 says, arise and be baptized. It says, don't wait. There's no reason to wait. This is the most beautiful thing that could ever happen to you. And if I can remember how it felt at seven years old, imagine if you can wash away 30 years. You can wash away 40 years. Oh, should I say it? You can wash away 56. I know a woman that was 92, and she got baptized in Jesus' name. She called the preacher the next day because he had to baptize her in her tub because she couldn't get out of the house. So they gingerly put her in the tub, and they laid her back in Jesus' name and baptized her. And she was, she was given to fits of anger and she was given to, to malice. She had so much bitterness built up for 92 years. Imagine the bitterness and the things that may have happened or done or said against her or done to her. And she called the preacher the next day. And she goes, what did you do to me? <laughs> Same thing as the guy that was on drugs. What did you do to me? He goes, I, I, I just baptized you. I don't know what you mean. He, she goes, I am so happy. I have never had this much joy in my life. What, what was in that water? Essential oils? What did you do? <laughs> Some young living in there? And she's like, no. She's like, I don't know what it was, but I can tell you it was just a tub and some water until the name of Jesus was called over me. And everything has changed. She goes, I have peace like I've never felt it. And I have joy in my life. And I want that for you. And you can reference 1 Peter 3, 21. If you're online, you're watching Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19, where they were baptized again. They were baptized under John's baptism, under repentance, because that's all they knew. They were still under the law. But when the church was born and the Spirit fell on Acts 2, 30, in Acts 1 and 8, it spread out into the streets they said, you must be drunk. You're talking funny. They said, oh, it's only the third hour of the day. It's only 9 a.m. We're not drunk. This is that which was spoken of the prophet Joel. And in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. With stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. It all ties together. Noah got in the boat, one door in the side, same as Jesus. The waters lifted him above the destruction of sin. 
the waters of baptism lift you up above the destruction of the sin of your life. Can we rise up today? Are we going to celebrate some people rising up today in the name of Jesus? Amen. Why don't we pray? They're going to sing a song, but let's just open the altars and let's come. If you've been baptized, come and thank the Lord that he lets you rise up. And those that want to be baptized, you can follow Sarah right now and you'll go get ready for baptism in the name of Jesus. We pray right now, God, as we celebrate those that are going to be baptized, as we celebrate those that take the Old Testament and New Testament and walk through the door that is you, Jesus as they celebrate today the fulfillment of all that you are. Jesus, we celebrate that too. And we praise you in Jesus' name. You may be seated or find a place to pray. Wherever you want to pray, the the altar's open. Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Thank you, Jesus. Let me know break that. every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Oh, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Come on, sing it out with praise. Oh, break every chain. You can break every chain, break every chain. I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. To break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. 